up, everybody? I'm not letting Earl talk any further. All right, good. How are you doing? It's another episode of the Masters of Sport. I'm here with Earl Kunkel, two-time world champion, co-writer, author of the year. Yeah. Hi, Discord. Oh, I'm pretty Discord active master. on the Discord now, too, with the the garage strength. Ooh, that's good. I like yeah. that. Trying. See all those, like, super, super, the hipster versions, if you will. They probably took offense to that, but, like, legitimately, that's kind of what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, no offense. Yeah, I've been thinking when we were streaming on Twitch, I was thinking, how does each platform fit into our existence as a business? Like, yeah, like at the base level, like, oh, weightlifting's on Twitch goes, oh, you know, yeah, podcast, podcast can go. Yeah, you know, maybe I, I should be videoing like a story. With the setup on my Instagram, right? And then it's like, all right, Twitter. Where's the th- where's wh- where's that go? Oh, we write a little. Dane writes a little blog. We we bust it out. Like, how does each thing fit into us bullshitting in life? Yeah, you call it bullshitting, isn't it? Your purpose, though. I think it is to a point. Yeah, yeah. spreading the good word. Yeah, I think I think it is needing uh, more disciples. <laughs> Well, it's funny because I do I do think about it as hokey as it comes across. Like, it does add value to people's lives. Like, yeah, people will message me and be like, "Yo, my son watched this, and now he's doing this, and I want you to know, like, I appreciate that." Wonderful. Yeah, it's like a nice little pat on the back. Yeah, it feels good. I need that. Yeah, not really, but yeah, you do. You're a liar. You do need it. You know what I've realized that I do need? I So I've had like these distinct things that I want in my life uh-huh. that to a point could be like material things. Right. That I want to have them at some point in my existence and I, and I have them written down and I'm going to start executing to try and get them. Nice. I hope it happens for you. That's you, what I need in life. That's that's like the stuff you have I the need. work ethic to make it happen. A Shut lot of up. what? <laughs> you don't do well with compliments. I thought you were fucking with me. <laughs> no, no, I was being genuine. Couldn't you tell? Was the sarcasm just like that? I'm only saying this because I want to get solar panels. So that's like my first notch. That's a nice one. Yeah. You want to be like truly off grid. Like yeah, like I want to be like, dude, I got, I did it. That's like my first step. I did this. Are I've you gonna learn how this. to like fix them and everything too, nah. so you don't need how to get the parts? All right, I was just curious about that. <laughs> no, that's cool. Yeah, you can't help but be a consumer in this world. Says Jason as he goes to McDonald's to buy his to buy his coffee and then complains about corporations. Oh man. Dane, what are you gonna do when they unionize downstairs? Good, I, that's <laughs> great. I, I, my only hope would be that I treat my employees so well that when they unionize, they don't complain. Yeah, or I hear you. Not that it's a complaint, but like they don't ask for more. I got you. Like yeah. you're hitting them where they need to be. Yeah. All right. I feel like we're talking about business culture, but I want to shift. Uh, yeah. Things like what? Uh. Jim, what is it about gym culture or a gym's culture that, like, makes people succeed or at times, like, even fail? Dude, I think the gym culture is interesting because that that was, like, the first thing I remember going to, like, the – it was called Body Works where I trained in high school and, and, like, the culture at certain times of the day. Like, if you went in the morning, it would be, like – the older pop the older population like on bikes and just doing stretches and whatnot but then when you would go in like five to eight o'clock it was like the bros who were getting off work at car tech or deca and like it was you know half of them were probably just gassed out of their mind just doing (laughs) crazy lifts and that culture to me like sucked me in because it was you know them doing things broing out having fun enjoying their time together and and then that you know it was sort of like that's what my high school guys friends did you know we would do that at the high school as well at the high school gym so i think culture in a gym can be 
I think gyms can stimulate a lot of thought and a lot of discussion because you're, um, I don't know if it's something to do with like the blood flow or whatever, but I've always felt like a lot of creativity can come out of training when it's not distracted. And I think a lot of, um, camaraderie and, and just social, it's just, it's a very social setting. Are you like, come here, comrade, let's go start a union. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly that. That's exactly what I'm like. Have you ever been in like a gym culture where like it, it was like, like you felt like, yo, you Dude, feel I, beat down and I like don't, failure here type of thing. I don't want to sound like a pompous. You could say no. You could be fortunate enough to never have to experience that. I think when I get into gyms, like, I can bring energy. Like, I don't I – don't, dude, I was in a gym at 730 in the morning in Spokane, Washington, and it was, like, dead, and I just started doing whatever I wanted to do, and I feel like people like it. <laughs> I got you. So, like, you think someone else felt motivated, like, yes, seeing you. for sure. Like, it's with those, one of those gyms where you can see people looking at you in the yeah. mirror. It's like, so I So, you were know. looking at people looking at you. Well, I was like, that guy's definitely looking at me right yeah. now. <laughs> well, to that guy looking at you, it's like, you see those, like, reaction videos where, like, people go into, like, a, a commercial gym yeah, and, like, they clean, do, yeah. like, 400 pounds. Right, right. Like, in this gym, that's kind of normal. Right, but in a in, in a, a commercial like, gym, you're, you're like, like, what? what? Yeah. yeah. I had a guy. It's funny you said that because I had a guy. You're that what guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I try to be. You can't help it. Yeah. You can, like, I go deadlift attention. 500 pounds and they'll be like, Well, that's what? true, actually, yeah. They'll, 400 pounds will be like, what? Yeah. It's funny because I had, I, I'm selling some of my truck parts. So my wife made this uh, for my home culture. She said, if you're going to buy Pokemon cards, you got to figure out a way to, like, re- like sell some stuff and that's the money you're going to use oh man because you're gonna like (laughs) shut up asshole (laughs) so (laughs) this guy comes and he buys these truck parts off of me that i have at my house okay you love your wife yeah (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) (laughs) so he's telling me he's like yeah i used to be pretty big pretty strong i i shrugged 405 pounds before and i'm like (laughs) Okay. <laughs> what do you want me to say to you, dude? Like, he was just looking for a connection. You shrugged 405. Like, cool. Come on, the range of motion's like an inch. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, dude. Dang. I have kids that weigh 155 pounds that clean that. Yeah. Um, does Caitlin cosplay as Indiana Jones when she has that whip out? <laughs> That's like your favorite go to line. Like, you practice that no, line. No, no. That one just came to me now. <laughs> I do have a coworker who has a poster of Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's pretty cool. They yeah. also have a poster of like John Carpenter's The Thing okay, and like yeah. Alien. Yeah, they're co- yeah, and the whole like Star Wars, all three. It's pretty neat. But to answer your question, no. All right, I figured, but you understood. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's talk about garage strengths culture before we get into actually what we're talking about because what we're going to talk about because i think what we're going to talk about kind of feeds into that a little bit yeah so culture at garage strength is like i I almost want to say and i don't mean this in a negative that's not good enough yeah and it's not that it's also like constant support constant build-up constant who you are and what your goals are are celebrated all the way through yeah yeah i think and you're capable of more than you think and that's what i think i mean by that's not good enough yeah i i think to to put that into positive terms i think about it as a do that as a as a this is a growth culture all right i like that and you just never stop growing like clearly, yes, you. There's points, you know, where that that you just maintain your. Yeah, the sun be, goes behind the clouds, so yeah. you just stay like it's right. tough to get all the nutrients you need. But but thinking about someone like Haley, who's been here since sixth, seventh grade, and it's like, dude, she's done like a lot in the sport of weightlifting, and it's still just like, okay, do it again. Okay, do this again. Yeah, and, and you know, we could be. We still have goals. Yeah, so it's like. You have the goals that you set up, but then you're constantly growing to the unknown, essentially. And I think that that's the way I try to see it 
through a positive mindset the negative i don't even think it's negative the way you're you're saying it i think it's just more of a neutral way to say it which is good because i think that you know that uh you know i like couple kids last night during the football session it was a huge session like mondays are awesome and kids you know three kids cleaning over 300 pounds. I, I got a video of it sent to me from one of the workers yeah from about some kid ended up i think he back squatted four oh, 500 oh i didn't get that it was one 500 this was not – was that a lineman who – yeah. Oh, yeah. this was like a skill player. Okay, okay. Back squat in 440 and oh, clean in 150. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Okay, I didn't know they put that in today already. Oh, no, yeah. it was sent to me because okay. other things going on. Yeah, but yeah. Like, yeah that, that, that's really good. And it's like stuff like that, kids hit it, and it's like, dude, 150 clean, 330 pounds, and you're a senior in high school. He's going to play at the next level. He's going to go to college probably clean in 350, 355. Yeah. And it's like we're setting them up, and they know – they know. so this is like their max out week. They know that Monday they're going to go back and just keep working. Right. So I think that that's the culture. The culture is like you're growing. That's all it is. Yeah. Speaking of your 150-pound guy, I was talking to him. And he's like, yeah, I did this in the squat. I did this in the squat. I did this in the squat. I think I'm going to squat 230. I was like, I love your, yeah, like, like that's, that's this I'm is going. what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. I, so I think that's like, it's good to have the goals, but it's also better to be more growth oriented. Yeah. No. Uh, and it, it's neat to see how you apply that to like an eight year old, a 10 year old down yeah, there. Yeah. And then apply it to a 50 year old as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like it doesn't change yeah it's the same yeah and then all level of abilities all right so louis simmons is dead yeah he died sorry to hear that yeah that sucks yeah how old was he when he died 76 i I believe you know that's like life yeah like you know people go probably a little longer than some and the guy was on gas like his whole life. That's what I always was blown away by because, like, he didn't look overly healthy. And he was adamant, like, yeah. I, now, I don't know in the last five years, but I right. know even in his 60s. Yeah, he was talking about He was it. geared like, up. So, like, he probably had a good doctor. And he, I, I think because he exercised so much, it, it did yeah. help him quite a bit with his with I was health. a big fan of him just because of his, like, straight-up honesty with that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, dude, I'm doing it. Like, don't tell me there's anything wrong with it. I don't know. You know, I I've I had seen him. I saw him in high school at the Pennsylvania Power Challenge at my high school. <laughs> this is Gene Richlack, who's the first guy to bench 1,000 pounds. Was there. I love how, like, this guy who's, like, at least in America, I haven't been, rest- like, is renowned. Yeah. And he, like, and everyone see- in fitness knows him. And he's showing up at, like, a high school. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he's at this high school, at my high school, and he, he's got power lifters in the comp. And I had an idea because my dad would let me buy, like, Muscle Fitness Mag at, at yeah. Redner's, the, the grocery store. So I'd bring in these, mags, these magazines to my strength coach in high school, Phil Yoder, who would then give me, like, Powerlifting USA. So I knew who he was. You were, like, trading. Yeah, it was, <laughs> yeah basically. And it's like... 15 years old i'd be like dude that's louis simmons and all the power lifters when we would have this power challenge they'd always wear like skull caps that were just like tied in the back they might have sunglasses on all the time like camo jackets like very distinct and he was that that style and it was you know (laughs) seeing him at that age like looking back on it it's like that was sort of cool. I, I don't think I ever saw him after that. I've seen, I've met Eddie Cohn. Uh, but to me, you know, I guess like. I, Did you go talk to him or were you too? I don't think I ever. I just think it was more like that's that's Louis Simmons. I know who you are. I'm yeah, too scared. I, I, yeah, it's like. I don't want to just be that stranger who comes up to you. Well, and you don't realize that when you're younger, like in a niche sport like powerlifting, yeah. You don't realize how normal it is for somebody like me to go up to him and be like, hey, man, like, I'm 15. I read your articles in, in Powerlifting USA. Yeah. Thanks for 
shaking my hand. They're okay with that. Yeah, they 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 they'd be happy. They probably you know probably would have been ecstatic. I don't know. Yeah, that was back in like VHS days. Yes, yeah, like, so this is like ninety nine two thousand. Talking about slinging like records out of the back. Yeah, of your exactly. Trunk. Like, exactly. That's what VHS was going on. and like yep. his books and his writing. Yeah, I think that that's <clears throat> that that's like the 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 part that I have taken out of seeing him and and I disagree with some of his stuff uh on training but he's real he he always came across as real to me like that was his personality um maybe a, a little bit of a bullshitter but also larger than life real guy yeah know, like well to the like bsing type of thing it, like every part of a salesman has yeah, a have, bit of that like to, it, yeah. it's just yeah. it's, like, it's in the it's in that sauce you have to do it yeah you can't not yeah like you have to sell your product like dude, yeah you, you i gotta think, ham it up yeah and i think that's that's like one of the other things that i've learned from him directly is that like you if you want to be successful you have to figure out a financial income for the uh -huh. gym that's not the gym or it's the gym but it's like a roundabout way that it's the gym yeah and then in turn you have to be able to um to promote the guys that are in your gym and that was one thing i always saw it like you always knew who was with west side you always knew who who these these people were these popular yeah, people like, well that's the thing like louis and west side are synonymous like, yeah yeah one doesn't go without the other if yeah. you will yep and to your point about like as the salesman like there is a brand there. Yeah. There is brand recognition. Yep. At least within the fitness community. To the point where I think I saw a West Side t-shirt on like someone that just didn't scream weightlifter to I me. saw a West Side t-shirt at the Lehigh Valley Phantoms ice hockey game. That's where it was. Yeah. And th that person did not no. – it, it didn't scream like I lift weights. Right. Right. Like, it wasn't like, dude, that per like because there was a time where if you saw West Side like screamed – yeah, I lift weights. Big dude, yeah, yeah. goatee, <laughs> listens to metal. They had the whole like you know, ninety starter pack type memes like power lifter West Side starter pack. Yeah, know, yeah, fanny pack. I think that's what's <laughs> cool about him too is like that. He made like you just drew a picture literally of like his gym. Yeah, that's him. <coughs> so I think that stuff. I don't know. I I I know I. I just like that. I like those so people who do things like you that. You talk about it, Jim, and we're talking about West Side now. And we started off the conversation around culture. Yeah. Like, I think that was probably one of the most impressive things is the West Side culture. Yeah. Like, what was like, what did you glean? What did you learn from that culture? At least the way that culture was represented. Not Because I don't know. You never trained. I've never there, been there. Yeah, no, but I've like, never been just there. But, like, just the almost i guess like the myth of it the if you will the legend of it so i think i think that that it's it's a concept that that we're trying to build here is it i and i'm stealing this directly from jason i'm not the one who created this and I, to be fair i mean i don't think jason created this either but he did relay it to me is it's a disney it's disneyification of your location so it's essentially creating, you know, this aura around where you're physically located. The destination. Yeah, so that people want to come be there because it's, it's it, it pulls people in. It's attractive and it's There's a special. There's a magneticism to it. Yeah, it's a special place. And I think that, you know, <clears throat> for us, you get a banner on the wall, it's like, oh my gosh my banner's up there dude do you see i have a banner like people love that and i think with with louis it was his records on the wall it was who was current and what their personal records were on, yeah. on their lifts and then if you're and then you can i can just see the the grid the chalk the, the chalkboard that he had and and what what those records were and i think that uh that's where the culture to me gets developed is like it's slightly immortalized, right? It's like something's on the wall, something's hanging that that you did. Yeah. So people come in and they're like associating you with the greatness that's around the wall. Gotcha. And then that that builds this 
this pride for that person to bring them into their world, to bring someone else in and be like, Hey, check this out. Oh yeah. That's me over there. You know, check out part of the group. Yeah. And, and, and now, now that, that new person might want to be a part of that and get the itch to, they want to be up on the wall. Yeah. And that group, the brand, if you will, that group brand has this power to it. Yeah. And now through the culture being part of it, you're connected to it and it grows. Yeah. And I think this, I think you're, Okay, so so when you think about overtraining, overtrained athletes, it's like 90% of people who have overtraining syndrome from an epidemiology perspective are in individual sports. So powerlifting, weightlifting, wrestling. Uh, oh, I feel like you've been reading some science on this stuff. Right, right. You love your science. Shut up. Me too, but still. So you take – I guarantee you <clears> – <throat> There was only two people ever in, you know, I don't know what that, a very low number of people at Westside would have overtraining because the reason why it happens in individual sports is, is the monotony and you're not in a group setting. Okay. We are social creatures and this is sort of my deduction. We are social creatures. So when people say to me, are you talking about humans? Yeah. Uh, Okay. I wasn't sure if you were talking about centipedes. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> so when when we are uh, when we have people come to the front and they're like come to the gym and they're going like hey you know do you do one on ones I'm always like yeah we do one on ones but one on one training stupid like yeah. you shouldn't want to do one on ones it's not effective if you put a kid in a group of ten other kids he's gonna rise to that level yeah that that's why this is that's well why known. they should watch the Twitch streams exactly of like. The group of people in there that doing are training. Their thing. Yeah. So, so I think that that that's like a a a part of the culture, part of the brand that Westside had was. Louis probably never had overtraining because everybody went in and trained, and it was this huge group group setting, and and it was brutal, and everyone was suffering together. Yeah. And 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 you knew he was you know bringing the whip, but also like. He, you also knew he was real and he had your back. Everything I've ever read about him or heard about him was like he was, you know, abrasive. He was uh, he he rubbed people the wrong way. But at the very same time, if you were willing to learn and listen, he'd 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 he look. Gave. Yeah, he'd look for you and he'd help you out. And and, and you know, I, I was reading um, uh, what's the guy's name that runs power athlete. Uh, he played for the he played for the Eagles. I think his I first name is Jim, but we'll call him Jim. Yeah, I, I he was a he no. was a like a right guard, uh, and he was a beast. But he's he's you know he's a lot leaner and healthier now. And he he actually shared a story like he had that Louis that he did powerlifting and Louis had helped him out. You know, like <clears throat> around like the, his third or fourth year in the league. Okay, and he just hung out with him, and then. He had said, you know, so he trained with him, and he said, hey, thanks for helping me out, Louie. And, and Louie was like, you know, if you ever need anything, hit me up. So at this year's Arnold, you know, two or three weeks before Louis passes, passes away. Okay. And the Arnold's out where Louis lives, right? Like, Yeah, that's that's in they, the area, yep. Now, I know this. I'm sidetracking you. What is it? Does John Wellborn. John. Does that Jim. have anything to do with why the Arnold's there? Because West Side was there? I don't think so, but I don't know. All right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so. All right. I was just curious. So John, we'll say it was. Yeah, let's we'll just, start that. Yeah. We'll, yeah. yeah. The yeah. Arnold's only out there because West Side's around there. <laughs> strong just attracts strong. It's, Next yeah. thing you know, the Arnold's going to be I in. Mean, uh, that's why Rogue's there. Yeah. Here. You're right. So, so Wellborn hits him up this year, and Louis like, "Yeah, I'll do a podcast for you because he wants him. He wants him to be on the podcast." And they ended up doing – it was like – I think – I'm pretty sure it's like the last podcast he recorded with anybody. Okay. And it was, you know, John Wellborn sharing this story like, dude, I hadn't talked to him in, you know, a decade. And I just messaged him. I don't know if you remember, you know, I was a, I was in the NFL. You said hit you up. And, he, and then, sure enough, he, he, he did that. And I think that that's like – to me, that's like a good sign of someone who's real, like caring. And, yes, he might have been abrasive, but let, yeah. let's do that. And he also was uh, – in. And to me, he sort of his ingenuity 
like he made the reverse hyper. He yeah, essentially yeah. made that 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 and component. Like, that legacy is oh man, that's yeah. huge. And, like and and he sold everything then to Rogue when when basically like sort. I think my understanding is Rogue essentially bought out his his equipment company. Um, which was making the reverse hyper and he sold all the patents to them as far as I understand how it went down. And I think that, uh, the ingenuity behind his, his creativity for exercises, but also for business was, was good. I think, you know, it's, it'd be interesting if Louis came up in the time of social media, that would be very interesting. He was like, to your story about seeing him as a 15-year-old out there, yeah, that reminded me of like someone seeing their favorite influencer, like their yeah, favorite YouTuber. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's that same type it's of same thing. Model. Where like I know who you are, yeah, and like you have celebrity in this certain community, but to the greater world, you're like, who's this person? Yeah. Like, you know, to me, those are the coolest celebrities. Yeah, I've always said personally, that's because you've always been a hipster. Shut up. <laughs> True though, <laughs> you're a hipster too. I, I didn't say anything about me. <laughs> I don't deny stuff like that. Like, like you want to point me out because I don't have like or hipsters out in general because we don't have like normie tendencies. We're into unique things and like proudly like yeah. share. We're into unique yeah. things, and it's not like oh, how was your vacation? To I don't know. Like, where does uh, like somewhere everyone goes like myrtle austin, beach no, oh yeah or like you're going to austin texas though or like disney no i'm going out arizona homie to like phoenix or something <laughs> like that i don't know <laughs> but you get what i'm saying the desert like, sessions and so for instance i'll tell i know this is unrelated i got rid of cable decade plus ago yeah. and started just using streaming services yeah yeah yeah. that was it yeah i would go to work and they would make fun of me They'd yeah say, now hipster cable now they all do it because yep. it's cheaper and you can do it. And it also helps that like sports now are available. They're all so streams. Like, yeah. oh, I could get rid of cable. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I, I always found that like hilarious. I, and like, I've always liked that. Yeah. Like I've always had like I always like being. Oh, now you're getting rid of TV. Oh, oh it's like it's like it's like the anti-vaxxers. Like, yeah. Oh, now. So when I didn't vaccine vaccinate my kids when they were all born and you thought I was a lunatic. Now you're normal, but I'm the lunatic. Yeah. It's sort of that, but I actually got vaccinated, so it's not really that. That yeah. was probably a bad analogy. I, uh, whatever. You can make it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Louis Simmons, because I think... Genuine human being. Abrasive human being. He was like... Dude, to me, he was like a D-list celebrity. Yeah. And those are the cool ones. Yeah. Those are the cool celebrities. It's like a niche area that everybody knows who right. that person is. It's unlikely if he walks through an airport that he's going to get stopped, but maybe one person just says, yo, hey, Louie, what's up? You know, and it's that. You're not getting berated. Yeah. It reminds me of those videos. I've always wanted to be that guy. You ever see those videos? I think it's like the one CrossFit dude. What's his name? Patrick Vellner. Like, okay, held a yeah, sign, yeah. like, what am I famous for? Yeah. And, like, uh, it might have been, like, Toronto or something. Like, a major metropolitan. Yeah. And he had, like, four responses, and people keep coming up, and they're like, I have no... And, kept guessing wrong and wrong and it's like i'm the second it was like he was like second fittest man in the world yeah yeah, yeah that's like, funny exactly like it's that whole vibe like in this community you're larger than life you go to these events you're larger than life yeah like not everyone could be arnold and transcend yeah yeah no i mean very very few people gable stevenson might be wasn't well, he going wwe yeah he just had his debut i think on sunday Oh, at WrestleMania? Yeah. A couple of my, my hardcore pro f uh, friends were like, he didn't look that good with his physique. And I uh -huh. was like, I have two buddies that message me, and I'm like, dude, give him time. He's not on the sauce yet. Give him, yeah. like, give him like six months. He'll be huge. <laughs> He's huge as it is. Yeah, he, he is huge. Throw the backflips and stuff. Yeah. Maybe he can just... Make his neck disappear in Brock Lesnar, and it just goes from his ears to, to his traps and yeah. <laughs> deltoids. Yeah, look at that. All right, so let's circle back. Louis Simmons culture. Yeah. Why was everyone so strong at West Side? And don't tell me because they were on the sauce. Like oh, you don't yeah. get that strong just because you're on the sauce. Like there's something else. Like. Dude, within I, that culture, I, within I, what happens, what it attracts, that magnetism you were talking about as a destination. Yeah, I think if you look at his, his their strengths, like they were just 
absurdly strong, right? And they he had a good a good process figured out. He learned uh, he learned essentially, you know, his model of periodization is undulating periodization. He learned a lot from the oh, Russians. Oh, I know someone else who likes undulating exactly. periodization. Yeah. He he learned a lot from the Russians. He learned a lot from Dietmar Schmidt-Bleicher. He also uh, Dude was a reader. He was like an yeah. academic of his of his his genre, his niche. Like why doesn't he have a PhD in like sports science? Like why doesn't someone like grow us? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. give him one. They should have. They they probably should. Ohio State, what are you doing? Yeah, well, like what's your problem? St- yeah, you're stupid. They're dumb. Not, Not as you. good as Penn State. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to Penn State. Nah, yeah. Dane well, did though. <laughs> I just think it's like that that statement, like, dude, that that should have happened. Yeah. Like, why would you not want to? And, and if not not Ohio State, but like some smaller school should. Yeah. Like, dude, we're gonna be the ones who give Louis Simmons a freaking maybe like PhD. Morehead State. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Exactly. Is that in Ohio too? I think that's in West Virginia. Oh my bad. Sorry. What? Some small school in yeah. Ohio should do it. Yeah. But I think I think it's like a Louis Simmons Memorial Training Center. Yeah. I mean that'd be cool. I think this the strength goes back to he he wrote dude his programs are good. He loved hypertrophy, lots of hypertrophy. Um good with like he brought sled work in. Uh, essentially dude Ben Patrick has said this time and time again that basically split squat was Poliquin and the sled work was directly from from Louis. I've seen videos of Louie talking about conditioning his athletes with a sled. With a sled. Yeah. Go strap it and go walk. Yeah. Just go walk. Go walk backwards. Go walk forwards. Lee. Yeah. If you want to you want to fix your deadlift, go f- forward throughout the whole parking lot at his place. And it's like I think I think that's he 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 knew hypertrophy worked and he knew that that, that stuff worked. And and I again I think it goes back to the process of he had very specific days and how those days would be laid out and in to the outsider it looks really complex but he knew how to pull and plug exercises yeah like look at that too just the idea of pulling a sled it's like all right how can i do the most specific type of cardio for power lifters yep all right i'm just gonna have them do this the like least intense form of cardio walking yep but have them do it under load yeah and it was just like dude it's like walking on a squat. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And it's like it's sat, like to see it in hindsight in the rearview mirror. Yeah. It's oh, like, that was oh, si- obvious, simple. simple. Right. But but like nobody was doing it. No one did it. No one no. said it. Like no. he did it. He said it. Like yeah. I I think. I mean, dude. This is the here's the other thing is like we haven't even talked about elite FTS. Like he had elite FTS was blo- was born out of Westside. Like they it was just like split. the baby. Yeah. They just left and and like. Maybe on bad terms, maybe on good terms. I don't know. Uh, Chuck Vogelzang, that's another guy that's, like, born out of Westside. These are, like, legends in that sport that also haven't even – that are all on the tree. If you look at the Louis Simmons tree, it's like it's like looking at the Bill Belichick tree of, of football. And it's just phenomenal to see that. And Isn't that the Bill Parcells tree of football? Yes, technically. All right. Sorry. I just – I know. So there's New York Giants fans out there that I don't think like the New England Patriots. I just wanted to say that I'm not a Giants fan. Yeah, that is I, accurate. I I started uh, fantasy football like when I was younger. I was like, I can't root for teams anymore. Yeah, because you just get. Yeah. Uh, I said I'm a union guy. <laughs> Brought that one back. All the way back around to the NFLPA. Yeah. You like that? I do. All right. Family tree. Yeah, I was just saying. I think I, if you look at his family tree, his impact. I, I, I think there's so many reasons why all these people were absurdly strong. Yeah, it's it's what they were doing in the weight room. The the, and it, the you, reverse you, hyper yeah, again. The, yeah, the ingenuity. You even hear stories like, yeah, I had to sleep in this guy's basement for three months, and my wife dealt with it. It's like that community of strength also was like everybody was out supporting each other, and it's. Yeah. I think that's what makes. That's what makes a training group a training group. He loved good mornings, too. Yes, yes. I think that's what's interesting now is, like, by all accounts, like, powerlifting training groups are essentially, like, no one's really done that since, like, what what Louis was doing. Um, As far as, like, large groups like he had. I wonder why that is, like, why there's this struggle 
for a community in that regard it sounds like or I think they're really bad at at realizing like what Louis was doing. I think I think if you if you look at a training group that he had set up, he had this support system set up, you know, through Westside and he learned from the mistakes that that he had made previously. A lot of those guys in that world blame like dude, a lot of them are on YouTube and they'll be like, "Oh, well, YouTube sucks because I don't have more followers or more subscribers. Well, my training group sucks because kids are babies. And it's like, dude, that's that's it's like, no, that's not that's not what's happening. Yeah, yeah. You're you the leader, dude. Like, if you're the leader, figure it out. You can't. Uh, I think that's part. That's the culture of powerlifting. Talk about that that growth type of thing. Not entirely too. the culture, but that growth idea. Yeah. When you place, when you sort of output blame outsource your blame or your reasons for why it's happened and don't take ownership of like yeah. what you or your entity is doing like you're not going to get anywhere because you can't control that no. if you will like i all right why don't they like us all right let's do something that makes them like us if that's like what you're going for right. yeah how can we stay true to what we do and put it in a, in a fun presentable way yep like, i think it's i think it's also dude it's in line with like the sport's been struggling as well with federations and with drug testing. And even now, you know, it, it it's, they don't have like, th- like very clear figureheads who've come up and been like, dude, let's put this in a good direction now. Yeah. So make it more exciting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. It's just like, uh, I, I do think, and, and, you know, somebody's going to listen to this and they're going to cringe that I said that that's like the attitude of a lot of power lifters. And they're gonna they're gonna like get mad at me. But Shots it, fired. Yeah, but at the same time, like all sixteen minutes, that <laughs> it's also yeah, it's also like, dude, that's that is accurate. So, talk about abrasive. Well, well, yeah, but that's where it's like, <laughs> learn from what he did. He set the blueprint up for you to follow. It's yeah. hard. It's not easy. There's uh, I see these signs or. I guess it'd be a meme now. Posters are memes, right? They're like IRL Basic- memes. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, like the stop sign's a meme. Don't don't answer that. I'm, <laughs> I'm being ridiculous here. <laughs> that will say like you end up like the five people you hang out with the most, right? Yeah. And like it's almost the same thing. Like if I hang around like four people that are weaker than me, why do I have any impetus to get stronger? I just yeah. stay ahead. Yep. Or if I'm hanging around with four people that, that are at least reachable in strength, yep. like – I'm going to catch. Yeah. And then when I get, if I get to the top of that, well, maybe I need somewhere else to go. And like maybe West side at the time was the place, the place I needed to go exactly to hit that spot. Yep. So, you know, kudos to them. All right. I have this one thing since you wear a, that like Jay Dilla shirt and you're really into rap music. Yeah. The idea of like remix sampling and like reusing, or as you like to say, sometimes steal. Yeah. How do you feel about like Louis like, adamant reading learning ideas and then in a sense remixing and repurposing them i think he was good i think i think that's great i think it yeah i i dude i think that i think the the best part about him is like he wasn't afraid to try things yeah like there's videos of him having guys sounds like he has a white coat on yeah I mean, basically, there's videos of him having guys sit on chairs and then do power cleans with bands on and it's like for me, it's almost cringeworthy, but at the same time, I was laughing like, dude, this guy's trying this. Wow. He's getting them to you try it. You know who that reminds me of? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Should I say it out loud and just get totally like, this guy's an idiot? <laughs> it kind of sounds like something um, a certain Joel Seedman might try in a different way, in a different well, aspect. yeah, yeah. But the absurdity of it. Yeah, yeah. It's like, how do you know where the edge is if you don't? If you don't try. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that that's that's the biggest thing from from Louis. Like he was always trying things. Uh, And I think that that's that's just a huge it. Dude, it's it's hard to 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 do that. It's hard to be willing to do that. Yeah. So reflexive uh, strength. Here we come. I think he was like, yeah, I think he was like the master of of the remix and he was. And that's essentially like everything he learned. He remixed into a, a system that he, that that he sort of puzzled together, uh-huh. and it worked for what what they needed. And that's 
that's you know I've remixed a lot of stuff from him, um, and and even what have have been inspired to read more because of yeah you're becoming a white coat you were telling oh, me about your up. recent readings oh my god you're so annoying you're such an academic now i can't wait till you get your phd except you're actually going to go study and they're going to be like here you go no honorary for you <laughs> maybe you could get one from like uh shippensburg that's close isn't it cuts sounds close cuts sounds closer yeah. yeah i'm gonna write him a letter <laughs> all right final thing about louis we touched on this a little bit louis the marketer yeah louis the like i want your cash so you advertise my product dude i've but you also get great information i bought uh he had like a three back a three book pack it was like a hundred bucks. He got three books. You still have it? Yeah, because we were gonna do a Dude, reaction you, to it. Jason and you I. You should. Yeah. You might be. You should look up what the resell is of that too. <laughs> well, it was all eBooks. Oh. Um. So I bought it. I read the one, but then they did a really good job. Is of it, like, do you have an NFT of that eBook? Shit. <laughs> they no. They did a really good job, like with their marketing <laughs> afterwards. Well, decent job. Not amazing, but decent. But I remember seeing shortly after like a post of him with like a Mercedes Benz and he had like bought a Benz or something like a year prior. And then this new model came out that he really liked and he just went out and bought that and like, like traded his other one in. (laughs) And he's like, this is my third Mercedes in like two years. And it's like living large. Yeah. I, I actually think, you know, it goes, actually goes back to like the beginning. He's like, dude, he was probably 65, 70 years old when it, when this was going on, like, screw it yeah and and i think that it's it's also like you have to make money so so i guess people in in the fitness world would be like complain about that and and bitch and like oh he's just trying to make a quick buck but it's like dude the guy first of all he's been around for yeah he wasn't a quick buck no it was not been hustling for a while yeah but on (laughs) top of that he's got the results and then on top of that it's not okay for a guy who's in fitness to do something like that but it's okay for wall street guys to steal money from us all the time it's like i i have always said his he was the king of social media before it existed dude was writing in powerlifting usa way back in the 80s and it's like that he was putting out as much information as he could he's like a proto influencer he's like the stooges with punk rock or like a bit yes. like suicide like yes 100 percent. proto influencer louis simmons someone yes. should write hey speaking of phds who's writing that history report yeah, or go. the etymology or something like that i don't know i don't do academics i'm dumb <laughs> i don't got that brain like that it doesn't work that way I use little words like good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, yeah. I'm just there. What else did he did he do anything besides the magazines? Oh, I mean, his books, his this videos. This is one note I, lot had of that I thought was really good. To your point about like DVDs. a influencer. He wouldn't let people gatekeep him. No, yeah. Yeah. You know like I don't need you to publish me. I'll publish myself. Yeah, I'll get self-published. I, I don't need yeah. that. I'm sure he had publishers. I'll at some publish point. my own book and make forty grand off of it. Like yeah. back off. Right. You know, like, yeah. and probably more at this point too. Like, right. As he started, he was like, "Yeah, I'll sling this stuff out of the back seat, like trunk of my car when I'm at competitions." Yeah, I don't care. I'll yeah. do it. I'll do it, and then guess what? I'll have a pile of cash when I get home, and I can pay my bills. Yeah. Nah. I, and I, help other powerlifters get into the sport. I, I'm a huge fan, especially like coming from like that DIY type of like aspect with like um, anything. Like you'll see wrestling promotions that do that. You'll yeah. see bands that do that. You know, artists that will do that. Like I don't need that gatekeeper to crown me or knight me like the king and the royalty that this is okay to do this. Right. And uh, I was in a conversation once with a colleague about. Um, that idea about how like the, they would say, oh, we could do this, we could do that. And they were talking about someone self like publishing or something like that. I don't like to read that. And I, I said to them, I go, what's the problem with someone doing it themselves? Why do you need them to be knighted and told by someone it was right, okay, that it's okay for, that for this to, to go out? Yeah. 
and they were like, "It's okay for this to go out, and I'll take more profit from the yeah. author." And it was awesome to like see the like cognitive dissonance set in. Yeah, it's like, oh wow, I didn't think about that. Like, now there's also a point when you let's say using Mr. Beast versus Joe Rogan that you have to be like, all right, well, Joe Rogan sold out. He got a hundred million dollar contract. He's probably watching Mr. Beast right now going like, damn, maybe I should have done what this guy did. But at the same time, at least he got paid. Yeah. You know, and he got million. a lot of free publicity, too, out of the like. <laughs> yeah. I, I Even Neil that. Young. Neil Young well, was they, like, yo, I'm going to get some publicity too real quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, I think. Because the only reason I'm bringing that up is that if a publisher came to me and they were like, oh, here's a five hundred thousand dollar contract. Yes. Book, it's it's. Yeah, you know, I'm doing it. Yeah. But at the same time, Louie was probably like, no, I'm going to keep doing what I want because it works for me and it's on my terms and that's the end of the story. I run my life. Yeah. That's a big one. All right. We got some comments from people. Okay. Let's go. In the community, the larger community. Bring it. I think this first one's from the largest community, the YouTube community. Oh, cool. Craig Cusack. What are the best lists for triathletes, short and long course? Ooh. Uh, single leg squats. You love single leg squats. Yeah. Underrated exercise, I remember from. Uh, single leg back. squats, sled pull backwards. Uh, triathletes, lots of pull ups. Pull ups or swimming. Oh. Wow. Man. Yeah, that makes sense. I'd be scared I'd drown. I'm not that I'm strong. a good swimmer, so. Yeah. I, I don't know I, if you know this, but I have eight and under pool records still to this 800 day. 800 pool records? Eight and under. Eight and under? I'm wow. on a record board. You Burn peaked Township. early. <laughs> 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 All right. This one's a Reddit. Amelia Lamang. Lamang. I don't know. Remember, I'm really bad at pronouncing words. That's clear. Yeah. Sorry. Make fun of me again. See what happens. <laughs> All right. How to develop speed for soccer players. Side-to-side -side movement speed. Front, back, sometimes, and especially forward and endurance. How to develop endurance. Jeez, that's a lot. Uh, transient speed keys. Oh, yep. Drop lunges, Go. side kettlebell jumps, uh, step-ups with the barbell, um, power cleans, snatches, on-the-minute power cleans, on-the-minute snatches, high-rep single-leg squats for endurance, uh, 15 minute sled periods to help with strength endurance right there you go that's your whole soccer program welcome emilio Ooh, discord franco b He's oh nice discord is like it's where it's at uh you're a certain type of fan if you're in that neighborhood <laughs> you're a certain type of fan a special yeah. unique very bright you get pretty uh deep you can get pretty involved conversations with oh, people, good, yeah. if that makes sense. Like, yeah. it's easier to communicate with the people in in the garage strength one there. Right oh, now. Okay, okay. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you get pretty legit feedback, and you get it pretty fast, too. Oh, that's good. <coughs> yeah. All right, Franco B. Hello, a question about the rest day. I see that as a general rule, Wednesday is a rest day because we also have a rest day on Sunday or also Saturday, depending on your training volume. If one did, for example, a lot of CrossFit where there's a lot of strength and with an aerobic part or two aerobic parts, depending on the day, would the rest day be used in the same way or would you use more days? Shit. So it sounds like because the volume's higher, do I yeah. need to rest more? I ask because I think an aerobic workout is much more tiring than a day of lifting weights. Well, maybe you need to lift weights with some yeah, more volume. I, I don't agree with that because I think people can recover from aerobic work a lot easier. Um Especially when they're well-seasoned, when they're well-trained. Yeah. And if we're talking about CrossFit, I, I, I think it's different if – but I, I don't know, dude. You just look at cross-country runners. They're going out and they're putting in – literally within a month, they're putting in 100-plus miles a yeah. week. A week in college. So Professional guys are running 140 miles a week. I would think, too, with CrossFit, since sometimes if you're not on a, like, targeted program – Yeah. It can be scatterbrained, so muscles can get sore because they're not it's, used. Yeah, accordingly. I, I, so to answer his question, 
I would do two rest days, but on the one rest day, it would just be like a steady state, like long distance LSD. I, I would be like, look, you're one day, you're doing 45 minutes at 50 RPMs on the assault bike. It's not that hard, but it's going to help you with your cardio. Yeah, so I've seen some like 40 minute, like more aerobic pieces for CrossFit where they do on the minute with like different exercises. Yeah. Um, and that was interesting to see that. Like, are you going to go from the road or the jump rope to like to dumbbell snatch or whatever? Yeah. Like squat. And sometimes like lighter, like it's just meant to do the work. Yeah. My favorite thing I ever saw with CrossFit, and I thought this was genius, and I, I think it was Hinshaw who I saw do it, was he'd have, like, someone do, like, handstand push-ups. And then he'd give them a PVC pipe and do behind-the-neck strict presses. And the idea was, well, when we do, we can walk when we run. We can jog yeah, when we yeah. run. And yeah. the idea was, how do I make the load so light that I'm walking when I'm doing a handstand right. push-up right. with the intensity? And I was like mind blown type of thing no i think that's i mean i i think it i i think that's good you know, maybe a little light but yeah makes cool. sense who knows you ever try to do pvc pipe behind the neck presses after doing like not handstand push no and do it constant so like, oh, the whole time so like you do say like go on the minute do five handstand push-ups and as soon as you're done take that pvc pipe and start pushing so the muscles never like legitimately rest so like if you're on a back and forth if okay. you're on an assault bike that would and, and you go 10 seconds as hard as you can and then you stay at a certain pace for the next two minutes the muscles never truly resting right so it starts learning like you try to trick it into like more oxygen keep coming my way i see what you're doing that's what i would think would happen yeah. i don't know if i'm right that's my thought on it. I think to a point. I think All right. Did we answer Franco B's question? I would say, yeah, the one rest day was, was just uh, a true rest day, and then one would be a, a long, steady state yeah, cardio. Yeah, I love true rest days. It's just yeah. like play video games. I'm on the couch. <laughs> exactly. There you go. That'll help your CrossFit right there. Until next time, guys, rest in peace, Louis Simmons. Peace. Peace.